From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Welcome in hour number two of the Big and Wild Outdoors. Can't believe that first hour flew by so quick. Um, but um, welcome to hour number two. We're here. And guys, feel proud of yourselves. You've chased Glenn completely out of the studio. <laughs> why would you it's do that? It's a whole new show. Why would, you do, why would you do that to the original OG in the room, man? I mean, seriously. You young bucks come in here thinking you're just going to take over the whole studio and look. Right well, out. we did. Just drove the old man right out of here. That's just he had cool. things to do. That's true. He had a lot of go fish. He had to go. Believe it or not, Glenn <laughs> usually does not leave the studio unless he's either A, an emergency at home, B, I got to work, or C, I got stuff to do with the church, and that's what he's doing today. He's cooking up a bunch of uh, specs and everything out there for a uh, congregation and and uh, I said, you better go light on that fish, man. We need some for that wild game dinner coming up here pretty soon. Nah, he doesn't got to do that because God can multiply it, you know? So the more fish he brings there, the more multiplication he gets. I don't think that uh, I don't think the big man upstairs is going to step in in this particular situation. <laughs> it's going to be one of those things where you go catch them. They're already there. I put them there. Go help yourself. <laughs> you know, go, go do what you got to do. What's on the menu for this dinner? On the wild game dinner, I know that uh, this year um, – he mentioned that they're going to have the uh, gator bites again this year. They're going to have the crawfish again this year. Uh, swamp cabbage, fried fish, wild hog, venison, smoked fried chili burgers, a chili, dirty rice, and frog legs, boiled peanuts, strawberry shortcake for dessert, and my daughter's favorite of all of them, squirrel and rice. I'm in. And, uh, yeah, well, you guys are all invited, and you can come. It'll be a good time. It's basically just sitting around, milling around, eating until you go find a shady spot and pass out and watch the drone <laughs> fights overhead. So Saturday. The they have a drone fight. Yeah, it is on a Saturday. But uh, they have these um, last – was it last year or year before last? I can't remember. They had these radio control planes out there for the kids, but it's uh, where they smash into each other. Have you ever seen that? You have to chase down the other person, and uh, it's it's like a, a dog fight. Uh, what do you call that in wrestling, where all the wrestlers are in the ring? Like a Royal Rumble? Battle, battle, battle Royale. Royale or something, yeah. So it's like a Battle Royale in the air of all these drones, you know, it's there, and they're just like, it looks like a giant dog fight going on. All of a sudden, you see one that, like, clips. You remember the old kite wars where guys were, like, trying to fight each other with kites? We're not that old. Hey, Benjamin Franklin. I mean, are you kidding me? The kite wars? Yeah. The, what, of 1820? Like, what kite wars? Was yeah. it a dirigible? What, I mean, what other things were out there? I miss it's him pro- so much. The kite wars. Pronounced Coming soon, too. No, you never did that as a kid when you had the old bike, uh, bat kites and you'd like uh, no, have what kites. Is it one no. round an hour? You get tangled I mean, up yeah, the what first is, time and you're sitting there on Tanglet for an hour? You do. You do. Were you discovering electricity? I mean, when, I was. How old are you? 85, 96. God almighty. So anyway, uh, they're going to have the uh, drones out there again this year. And uh, I don't know, maybe they'll have the fights too. I don't so know. you're talking about out there. Where is out there? Where are we going? At Countryside Baptist Church, which is out there uh, on uh, Sydney Road out in Dover, Florida. It's a big one. It's uh, it's all free. Doesn't cost you anything at all. Uh, Trinity uh, Sportsman's Ministries is going to be out there with an archery shoot. They're going to have a shooting booth and all the equipment that you need to go out there and go uh, shoot the bow if you want to. And they're going to have a uh, classic car show. 
as well that goes on every year. Uh, this time of year, you got so many visitors down here that open up the garage on the condo and dust off the dust off the uh, 53 Merc or whatever and decide to take it out and go cruising and cruising. Instead of just showing up at the Strawberry Festival, they go to events like this. So there'll be, there'll be a lot of classic cars out there as well. Is there a place where you can get some info, call, or website, anything like that? I just gave you all the info. What more do you need? The phone number, maybe. Call them for more no, information. No. You know, here's an idea. Show up at church. It's a Countryside Baptist Church. It's out there at uh, 13422 Sydney Road. All you got to do is remember Countryside Baptist Church, Sydney Road, Dover, Florida. And uh, you can go check it out. Or, you know what? They do have a website, too. I just don't know what it is. So, CountrysideBaptistChurch.com? That, that would be a good one. I would start with that and then maybe Google the rest. I don't know. <laughs> it's one you Boy, Justin's over there dying. <laughs> this is the best live read I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, let's give him as little information as possible. Exactly. <laughs> Keeps you curious. Why do you think I kept asking the questions? Come on, Braden. Where are we going? What are we doing? Who are we calling? You can read the flyer just as well as I can add to the story. You are the host of the show, my man. You yeah. can probably put so, it on Facebook, that, that flyer there, right? We could take a picture of it and put it probably. on Facebook this morning. See, spoken like a true producer. So go to Big and Wild Facebook <laughs> and you'll see a picture of the flyer. We'll tag you Get on it, do whatever we need to do. Yeah, hurry up. Do that. Don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> See that smart guy? Uh-huh. Now I got to do work. Yeah, that's why you came in here. That's it's, well, it's all good. Uh, before the uh, end of the first hour, we were cop- talking with uh, Captain Jim, and I wanted to ask you: Did you get a chance to? We talked about your adventures in the woods. Uh, you know, up there hunting for elk. Where is it? You're in Yuma, Montana. You Yuma, Yuma, Yak, Yuda. What is it? Yak, Montana. Yak. That's right. I still got the T-shirt, by the way. Thank you very much. What was the, name of, uh, the the bar? Dirty shame. Dirty shame. We actually looked up. We googled where you were staying at. I think there were like two buildings in the. We were doing that area. on the air. Yeah, <laughs> it was like two <laughs> buildings in the entire. Yeah, I think one of the buildings was just a uh, hardware store or something. Not even that, because it's the hardware, the restaurant, the bar, the convenience store, and gas station all in one. Of course, and then have the other that. one might have been like a volunteer fire department i guess I that's know. all jim is there yeah <laughs> just in case the just in case the the uh these bars slash hardwood store starts to burn down they can just run across the street real quick dude he had me so nervous too because he's like dude every time i go out there there's, there's tracks they're, they're they're hunting me down so i'm like dude just just text me at the end of the well, day make sure you're alive there. last time i was out there I, I had already uh gotten my uh my buck and i was up in a tree trying to call some wolves in and I could hear them, and they were approaching from behind, so I couldn't turn around in the tree stand to shoot. And I was hoping they'd come out in front, but they never did. But they were barking at me once they got a scent of me, and they weren't far behind me. I'd, I'd give them 20 yards, maybe 30 at the most. And you couldn't see them? Well, my back was against a tree, and I'm oh. up in the stand, and I knew if I moved, like they could smell me, but they didn't know exactly where I was. So that that's why every day you good. How you doing today? Well, the, scary part, the scary part is like you you know your the low lights coming and uh, so you climb out of the tree. You go to get out of the woods, get on the main trail. But while you're doing that, you start seeing those cat trails, and they're fresh because the snow's falling light, and there's you know you don't see any snow in the, in those paw prints. And then you the hair on your back of your neck starts to stand up. You start going oh. while you're walking by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. How do you, I mean, seriously, how do you walk out of the woods like that? I mean, you just you keep constantly looking over your shoulder, walk backwards. Uh, I know in India, 
you know, because tigers like to attack from the back. They wear those masks where it's a face on the back as well, you know, like a little mask so that they, you know, the tiger looks and they go, okay, then he's looking at me, so I can't jump on him just yet. I'll just have to wait till he turns around. No, I, I don't. <laughs> he was thinking, hmm. Well, I'm just thinking, I'm like, well, maybe that mask will work. I don't know. But, I, you know, when I'm walking out, it's uh, there. there's no way around it. You, you're, it's It's nerve-wracking. You know, even the people that live there, you know, will tell you the same thing. You just, you walk a little bit, stop turning around, take a moment, scan through the woods and see if there's anything moving. But, you know, at the end of the day, if something's stalking you, when you stop, they stop. And it's going to, it's it's a matter of time if they, if they, if they're stalking you and they want to. Yeah, if they're going to eat you, they're going to eat you. So, uh, you know, at least you get to go a certain way and it's all good. Well, did you get to go this year, or are we talking I memories? Did, I didn't get to go this uh, this past winter. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't. It was actually our first year that we didn't pull a tag, so we're uh, shooting for this year. To, when do you when do you send you have to tag have your tags sent in by? Is it June or somewhere around there? No, our tags already sent in. Um, right now, we're just we haven't they haven't done the the lottery yet. Sounds like their lottery is worse than ours. Dude, I'm telling you, I hate the way they do it out west. It just it makes no sense to me. Where they make it as difficult as possible, especially for an out of towner, you know, for a non resident to go do that stuff. That whole lottery system with, uh, and then if you don't get in, you got points, and if you get so many points, you move up a little closer to the higher in the line. So, you know, it begs the question. I'm like, well, then why am I applying in the first place? When uh, just give me a number here. Instead of me applying uh, 15 times, you know, in 15 years and finally getting a tag pulled, that cost me, I don't know, how much does it cost you to put in for a tag that. for the lottery up there? Oh, it's I have to look cause, um, and break it down. Because 25 bucks, 30 doing, bucks? We put in for the elk, and then we also put in for the um, the whitetail. So what are you thinking? 50 bucks? 25 bucks? No, I think it's... I think it's more than that. Hundred bucks? Yeah. Didn't you say it was like one fifty to two hundred the last yeah. time we talked? So each time you yeah. put two hundred bucks in there, and it's ten years you've gone by, you've spent a lot of money, and it's like you know what? Just give me a number. Is it? Is it cost me a thousand bucks to get to the front of the line? Ba- Let's you're do basically, that. When you put your, you you got to pay for the tag up front. You know when you're doing it, but if you don't get drawn, they send you your money back. Yeah, sure. They make so. interest off of it for the entire year. <laughs> All right, we got to uh, take a break. It's the uh, Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G Five Feet Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Hang out. We'll get, get, get. There you go. There's Justin and his band bringing us back on the show. Good job, Justin. This was a weird pick of music to come back to. That's all I'm saying. I kind of liked it. Aaron gets a little funky over there. I know I she doesn't it. have many options. I mean, and I'm not trying to be, you know, because I know what it's like over there. You've what got, do you want to hear? Tear in my beer? I want to hear a little dirty heads. Little, uh, bring some dirty heads. Well, it's on. not what you want to hear, but you got to team the music with the show, right? So that you know, really good. I like that one. How was that? Hello, in? hello. We're back. Come on. I do, I do Seriously. miss, I do miss the bullet, the blue sky intro. That's a good one. Hey, there you I, go. I do like you that know. One. And I did come in one day and specifically ask for uh, a song that I wish, she, and I don't think she ever played it. Never played it. Yeah, I actually there specifically, is a biscuit I, song that we should play. I specifically heard a song on the radio, and I came and I said, I heard this song this morning on the radio. What was the I, song? I immediately thought of you, and I want you to play it on as an intro. It was a Hollow Notes song, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it she was. remembers it. Yeah. Do you remember it? 
Come on now. It hasn't been that long ago. Do you have the like capability? I mean, can can you can you bring it oh, up and actually I played the other Hollow Note song that just the two of us for yeah, me and Bill George. Just the two of us because yeah, okay. yeah, it was just me and BG. I can't remember the song though. Man Eater. Man Eater. Oh. Watch out, boys. Yeah. <laughs> I think she was denying your allegation. You're like, man eater. And she's no, like, I am not. No, no, she owned right up to it as I soon am as not. I said that. As soon as I said it, she went, Oh yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. it was all good. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Aaron. Oh, yeah. Now the stuff they have to put up with. What in the studio today with me? Uh, uh, Glenn uh, is out of here. He's got stuff to do today. Uh, Justin is uh, our old producer. He decided to come in today. Dean Frazier, um, the uh, the bane of the existence of so many in the uh, Pinellas County area. Uh, you know, what do we call you? The uh, Gorilla Commando Fisherman? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What's the uh, YouTube channel? What's it called? Uh, it was Fishing Seven Two Seven. You know, I haven't uploaded as much as I uh, murder was the did. charge they gave me. What was? What's the? Uh, <laughs> no, no, I had a baby, so it was. Uh, it's been kind of difficult to get out. <laughs> He's been a busy guy. <laughs> well, in his younger days, uh, he has a YouTube channel that uh, you can go and watch. Uh, Dean, I think it was the first time we ever had him on the show. Oh was yeah, that was almost when, three uh, years ago now. When uh, you were the, uh, I think it was the either. I think it was the law enforcement confrontation yes, that uh, they got you notoriety. Yes, it was. And I think that video has like a oh, just over a million views now, and so it, it kind of blew up my channel a little bit. But I was like, yeah, I don't want to be known as the guy who gets kicked off of ponds. That kind of that. Yeah, but it's. I think it, it's I, a fun I, watch. I, I, it is, but it also. I think when we originally spoke about it on the show, it says a lot because. That was what? How old were you when that first well, happened? You were still a teenager riding ni- around on a 19. bicycle. Yeah, I was nineteen, and um, that, that that's the thing is that I look back at it now, and it, that instance did teach me a lot about like standing up for what rights I do have in that aspect, and, and knowing uh, and what the statutes are exactly, and knowing what it is like just in life in general like okay just because somebody is sitting here telling me to get off of something or to leave or not say anything i'm like no no i that's not exactly how it works you know i can i can say what i want and it's all covered i can be somewhere legally and there's nothing you can do about it you can't just cry and you know, expect me to. Leave. Well, I think that a lot of people. I mean, I tell the story about bow fishing out at, uh, at Freedom Lake, and when law enforcement was eventually called, uh, you know, the first thing he said was, "Are you supposed to be doing that?" <laughs> and I'm like, uh, "You got the gun and the badge. Uh, you should know this, or no? Well, or that's not. one of the big. That's one of the biggest and, things. I've well, noticed. and of course, he wasn't yeah. FWC. It was a sheriff. Uh, God bless him. I mean, you know, he did not know, and mm-hmm. he had to check. Uh, he's like, had that look like. Okay, they called me out here because they said you were shooting ducks. Apparently, you're not shooting ducks. So, what do you need me to do? I go just check my check my fishing license and all the other stuff. Make sure I'm not shooting game fish. What What do you mean game fish? You know, bass. I mean, you had to educate him. And he goes, you know, and the thing is, is that a lot of these cops and stuff, they don't know, as you said, these laws. You know, that there's not like there's a ton of FWC going around and checking that stuff in in most areas around here. And so, like for instance, um, unless they're called, well, unless they're called, you just gave them the heads up. Yep. What you just gave them the heads up? Oh yeah, exactly. Well, I it was funny. I was actually fishing over um, near Treasure Island one night on my buddy's boat. So this is on the water and. You know, if you're on the water, it, it doesn't matter if you go up to somebody's dock. If you're not stepping on their property, is that right, Jim? Yeah, it's it's it. You can be on the water. Well, a guy came out and said I was fishing his light, 
and I needed to leave, and I was with my buddy at the time. Now, he, threatened know, to shoot, as, he threatened to shoot a hole in my boat, as and a guy to shoot me. As a guy, do you have to go through that if, if you do our fish at night? I know I did when I was a, a kid or when I was fishing around. Somebody's eventually going to come out in their underwear. They, they do. I mean, uh, I I do run charters at night. We do fish residential canals and dock lights, and uh, we get people that do that. People will come out and start yelling, you can't be here, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know. And, not- idea, and the thing is, is that you are a guy who's being hired to go out and actually, I hate to say it, but you're, you know, you're in a small way, you're a representative of the fishing community. So you can't just stand on the front of your boat and get into a huge shouting match with this guy and go, you know what, you're an idiot. Maybe you should learn the rules and, and laws and all that stuff. I mean, what you'd really like to say to the individual. Yeah, what I would really like to-, to say, I also, you know, if I'm with my, you know, if I'm on a paid trip, you know, I, res- I respect that. You know, hey, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. We're just trying to catch, you know, a couple of these blah, blah, blah. And then we're going to, we're going to move on. You know, it, it, they get defensive depending on how you react to their reaction. Yeah, like that's They true. come at you all, you know, hot and heavy and whatnot. And then you're polite back. It kind of, you know, makes the situation a little bit better. But you know what? Yeah. The sad part is if you leave that situation, uh, for you being a paid guy who has to <clears throat> kind of back away from it, Whereas you get a guy like Dean, who's going to be able to, uh, as a private individual, say, "Sir, I understand that you think that I don't have a right to be here, but I do, and maybe you should go look up statute, uh, you know, sixteen forty six forty seven of the, you know, the code of whatever it is, and try to educate them." But yeah. of course, you know, they're never going to hear it because in their mind, all they're thinking is, wah, 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 "They know wah, they wah, paid wah. so much money and they got their HOA fees, and you're not supposed to be there." Well, you know, and that's they, what they know. And as far well, as the, a lot of the two is, you know, there there is a lot of theft that goes on at night. You know, people stealing lower units and props. Sure. So people get defensive. There's cameras. There's motion lights. You know, um, and people react. But usually after the about, you know, one a.m., you don't encounter those people out there until usually about five a.m. is when you'll start seeing movement inside houses. People are like waking up and whatnot. They see you out there. They're going to come out and check you out. You know, the my best ones are the guys. That decide to come out and wash their boat at midnight, with yeah. those, <laughs> stomping around the dock like elephants. Yeah. You know, well, that's and a good you know thing. those those docks that I that I approach are they do have some of the best fishing. You can go and sit on one dock and you can catch sure. snook, redfish, yeah. trout, tarpon all in one dock. Yeah, but if that guy sees you, he's gonna wash his boat at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and then in Tierra Verde, I have one dock. The guy's got a ball peen hammer on a swivel with a rope underneath his dock tied and it runs all the way up and sits by his couch. If he sees you, he just, you see him reach down, grab that rope and he starts yanking it through the sign glass door. And the ball peen hammer on that starts swivel banging starts on banging it. on the dock and the fish just disappear. <laughs> That's insane. But see now, the, the thing is, is you got to remember that he was so bothered yeah. by the fact that somebody was fishing around his dock, that he took the time to go and do that harebrained thing just to have it out there. It's a great so idea. So that obsession literally took him, what, days to do? Uh, what are you doing, George? I'm mounting a ball-peen hammer underneath my dock. <laughs> I'm going to run a string back up, and when these guys come up and fish my dock, I'll scare all the fish away, and da 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 da, da. I mean, literally, it, it ate him so bad that he had to go to the extreme. But this is like a two-person gig, right? Because he couldn't have heard the ball-peen hammer smack from the inside, so yeah. somebody else was involved That's with right. his craziness Pull to route, get this buddy. game. Ethel! Pull the rope. Harder. Faster. I'm pull not, the rope. I'm not hearing it. I'm not hearing it. You know, I said, you know, the easier one to do is you just put one of those electric starters like you have on your truck or whatever uh, on your outboard motor if you've got a uh, boat mounted out there. And when you sit there, you just go, beep, beep, boom. 
<laughs> start up your uh, twin 200s, 250s on the back. Don't be giving all these people ideas, you know. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Braden. And then, uh, you know, if you have a throttle control, you can... Whoa, 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 you so know? the next time at 2 o'clock in the morning, we hear something start up, he's calling you. I don't care. I think it's a good idea. It's better than a ball-peen hammer one. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're on the Bigger Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feet and Outdoors. Brandon Ford, back to the donuts! Welcome back to the Big and Wild Outdoor Show. Braden and Justin are out there farting around in the hallway. Come on, what are you doing? Ow, you're like a bull in a china shop, man. My lord, dude. What? I don't know how you guys do this every week. It's not, much, it's not much room in this closet when you have this much beef in here, man. <laughs> I mean, it's like having uh, an elk, and then all of a sudden you look down and you go, dude, really? All you got is a 20-quart cooler? <laughs> yeah, how are you going to stuff all that elk in a 20-quart cooler? Huh? We, we got Dan know. from D.C. Outdoors on the line. What is D.C. Outdoors? Well, I don't why know don't you pick about... up the phone and let's find you, out? You push your Dan? Dan, Dan, Dan the man, man. Levitan? You're in the, uh, uh, the button-pushing seat. This one? Yeah. This one here? Yep. I'm so smart. Good morning, Dan. How are you? Good morning, sir. How are you doing? I am fine. Where are you calling from, Daniel? I am from Albion, New York. Way up in western, just about on Lake Ontario, where it's freezing cold. Holy moly, you're like uh, two steps away from Canada. Eh? Yeah, actually, like during the summer nights, I got a buddy that's got a lake house here. We actually go there. It's like 15 minutes from my house, and you can see the lights of Canada right across the lake. Wow. So wait a minute, you know I saw an episode of uh, I saw an episode of was it Northwoods Law or something where somebody up in that neck of the woods and a dude over on the Canada side shot a moose and it ran over on the U.S. side of of the border and uh, it turned into like this political fiasco where you had uh, border patrol, you had uh, fishing. Oh no, dude, you had fishing game from uh, Canada, fishing game from the United States. They have to meet and go find it and. Allow them to be escorted over to get there. Who wins their, that battle? Well, the Canadians did. They came and got their uh, their moose and brought it back over to the United States. That's crazy. Well, yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah. Well, I was thinking where you are up there. If you're up there goose hunting and you shoot a goose and it flies over and lands on the, it's like landing in the other guy's property, but except you need to have uh, border patrol go and escort you to go get it. We're uh, well, where we're at, it's we wouldn't have to worry about that. We're miles and miles away. I'm going to have to look up this place where you are, because you said it's north of Albany? or, or... We're, Like, if you look up Rochester and Buffalo, New York, we're, like, dead right in the middle between them both. Okay, so what do you what do you do in this area? I don't know. I'm not familiar with it. Is it it's a lake country? Is it woods? Is it swamp area? What, what do you got going? Um, it's not really swamp area. It's more kind of like community slash farming land. Out this way, we have the little villages. Um a lot of mostly farmland, a lot of hunters, a lot of fishermen up here. We have people actually that travel from all over the United States and the world that come up here because if you look up Lake Ontario, we're one of the best uh, fishing communities around the country here. So you're known for the fishing. I was going to say, when you started describing your area, I kind of pictured Iowa. <laughs> like, Iowa? Yeah, farming, small villages. Out, you know, Once you get past Des Moines, you get out there, it's like just little clusters of you know, little towns like Adel and stuff like that, it's not huge. And so there's a lot of fishing and hunting and everything else going up in that area. Yeah, it's, it's not too big. And, you know, we have, within the past week and a half with the weather, we've had everything from 
minus negative 25, Ooh. three days later, 55 degrees, then ice storm, then rain, then snow, and then a windstorm. Sure. That's why everybody's moving to Florida. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dan, we were talking yesterday a little bit on Facebook, You're going back and forth. Tell us a little more what you got going on. You were, you were talking about you do a lot of youth hunts and a lot of youth fishing. Um, yeah, I just started these pages um, with help from a couple other people back in, uh, actually this past October started them. And my DC Outdoors page is actually over a 1,000 members now already. And I'm trying to grow the youth page. And basically what we're trying to focus on is getting the kids, you know, away from the Xboxes, away from the computers, away from the phones as much as possible and get them back outdoors and try to get that that family bond and try to share a passion with others from the outdoors. You know, like my daughter's nine and I've been taking her out for three or four years now into the woods and, and, and she loves it. And, you know, she talks to her other friends at school that their parents hunt. And, you know, the sport, if you look up the average age of a hunter and fisherman today, it keeps going up and up and up. And it's a shame that it seems like we're losing the interest of the youth as far as the outdoors and we need to kind of encourage it more and bring that back and share our passion more with the youth because if we don't get any more kids and more youth in the outdoors where are we as far as sportsmen going to end up in say 50 60 years well we'll be okay. where we're all going to be we'll be in the ground somewhere uh, <laughs> but uh the thing i have a nine-year-old daughter i have an 11 year old son and it's one of those things where if you get them out to go and do it, uh, chances are they're going to want to do it more often. And, and that's with anything. It doesn't particularly have to be, you know, uh, out shooting or hunting or, or, or even fishing. I mean, Justin is a big-time dad. He's a big cheer dad. He, you know, his daughters like to go out there. But if he goes and turns them loose out in a park somewhere, guaranteed, they're out there having a blast. I mean, they enjoy nature in anywhere they go. Of course, they're yeah. doing flips and, and, and uh, you know, handstands and everything else while they're doing it but at least they're out in it and doing it and uh i remember the first time i took my daughter to go and shoot a pistol she was really really scared she was like daddy i don't know i, I you know it's, it's gonna it's gonna you know kick back is it gonna hurt me is it gonna do it? i was like honey you know you'll be fine it's a 22 don't worry about it. just don't put your thumb behind the slide and the first time the first round that went off pow she stopped took her finger out of the trigger Looked up at me with this huge smile. Was like, "No, this is fun." Pow, 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 pow. Now you know, so you know, I'm keeping Remington in business with 22 ammunition. So I mean, you know, once she did it and got over the initial fear of it, uh, you know, and, and what people don't realize is that little day at the 22 with the 22 could lead to a college scholarship uh, later on in life. I have friends of mine who went to colleges on pistol shooting competitions and. And uh, rival stuff. Or you get a really cushy job in the military if you want to go. Get on a pistol shooting team or a rifle shooting team. You get to go yeah. do any of that stuff. Can you imagine that team from, like, Compton? Like, you know, the, the pistol <laughs> shooting team from Compton. You know, I mean, up against, you know, some of the good old boys. So Turn it sideways? I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just know. sitting here thinking it out. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, DC, do you think uh, that would be probably something that uh, you'd probably not want to teach your kids? What is your uh, what is your Facebook page? The one that you were speaking of, where you're trying to get people out. What where where do we find that? Um, it's right on Facebook. The main page is DC Outdoors, and then we also have another one. It's called Hunters of Tomorrow, 
Okay. Even yeah, even on my DC Outdoors page, like it's a lot of hunting and fishing. But as it gets clo- as it gets warmer up here, I'm gonna turn it like into camping and scouting. And another thing that we really hardly ever see on these outdoor pages is, you know, guys are going out there and teaching is what we're going to try to do is going out there, do videos on how to properly set up tree stands, how to properly trail game, how to properly scout, you know, and just get out there with the family and just get outdoors and camping and scouting and setting up tree stands and fishing and anything outdoors, dirt biking, going for bike rides, just just anything in particular, just outdoors. Yeah, well, it's one of those things that you, you got to get a, uh, the first step. You got to get them out there to do it, and once mm-hmm. they do it, uh, you can find out real quick if they're going to hate it or if they're going to like it. And then most yeah. kids, you know, the younger, the better. Now, when you talk about – we've had this discussion about the youth of the future, and I know you have so many – there's a lot of groups that, that do this. I mean, even our own – our uh, Fish and Wildlife Commission out here, they have uh, – Kids fishing derbies, all that kind of stuff all the time. I know we're going to be out broadcasting at the big one out of Tenerock here pretty soon. But, uh, you know, every year we do the Panfish Challenge ourselves with the show up at Pana Vista Lodge, <clears throat> inviting parents and kids to come out. We, we started off initially just making it a kids tournament. And you had to be accompanied by at least one adult. And it doesn't matter how many you put on a boat. It's We charge by boat, not by the person, by, by per person. And... uh Seeing those kids getting to run around barefooted, go out, have fun for the day, being dirty for a day or so, and coming in with a big smile on their face going, well, we got 20, we got 30, we got 15, and I mean, anybody can go catch panfish. But these kids look forward to this every single year, the big event. But what happens is after that event's over... What do you think they're doing to dad and mom every other weekend now? Can we go fishing? We gotta go, we gotta go. Can we go out and go fishing? Can we go out and go? And then... It leads to other things because once you're out there and you see the curiosity, I know Dean Frazier is here in the studio with us today. <clears throat> he started out as a fishing guy. He's out there riding around on his bicycle fishing all the pond. <laughs> oh, boy. Dan, it's too bad you're not in the studio with us. You got to get him up there and push the button. Dan, you still there? Yes, sir. All right, we're talking with Dan with DC Outdoors, and it's a shame we had to put you on hold because you'd have really enjoyed the conversation that happened while we were off the air. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Dan is one of those great guys who's out there doing the good work. He's out there trying to get kids back out in the woods and uh, showing them what a great time it is up there. And where it is? Something New York? Where's What's the town again? It, the village is called Albion, where Orleans County. Okay, I'm sorry. What's the difference between a vi- village and a town? Does anybody know? I don't know what the... What you, what do you got? I like have a, no clue. You still have a town crier as compared to stoplights? I don't, I don't town know. Town bell. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> Hold it right there. There's a car coming through. Hold on. And then I don't know. You wave them through. I don't, I don't know. Poor Dan. You glad you called the show yet or what? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, do you know there's a, what the village, how many people live in a village? Um, honestly, I'm not even quite sure how many. It's not that big. <laughs> a 500,000, maybe? I don't, I don't know. I mean, do you have an apothecary instead of a hospital? <laughs> uh, is this somewhere near no, the Shire? No, the, the barber still does the uh, surgeries. The bloodletting and leeches. So it looks like the it's the population. A larger town or a smaller village is, is um, it's a. It looks like a, between a hundred thousand and three hundred thousand people for a 
For a village or a town? For a town. For a town. Oh, okay. okay. So, less... so if it's under 100,000, they consider it a village? So they actually have less people in your town than we can fit into Tampa Stadium. That's really cool. <laughs> I like that. Well, now uh, now for for this time of year, because you went through your whole temperature changes up there where you're like, you know, Antarctica, and then one minute you're like, uh, you know, I don't know, where's 55 degrees? Midwest? I, I don't know. So what do you do during these times with the kids? I mean, how do you keep a kid entertained when they're out there freezing to death? Um, depending on the – like, if it's not too bad, we have um, Bullet Park here where we can go sledding down the parks when there's snow. Um, you know, the school opens up on week on weeknights. They have open swimming. Um, there is – you know, there's few things to do, but I'm trying to, you know, and try to get more things going here for you, too. Uh, uh, wait a minute. Is it a heated pool, I'm assuming? <laughs> this is not Polar Bear Club. Yeah, it's right at the school. Oh, okay. So it's a heated indoor-type facility? Dude, you act like you've never heard of a pool before. Well, I haven't heard of Are one where it's like 20 below zero. Well, hey, you, kids, you want to go swimming this you weekend? You would think it would be in? heated. That's kind of like you know, common sense. But the heated pool in the village? I mean, we're asking really yeah. good questions here. <laughs> Who knows what's in a village? Yeah, really. I mean, like I mean, people, right? The village people. I mean, that's the only thing I know that's in a village. Somebody's got to stoke the fire to keep the thing going that heats the pool. I don't know. I, it's the way it is. Now, for you up there, uh, uh, up in the uh, New York area... That's always been a good place for hunting. So do you get to do moose up there since you're so close to the, to Canada, or there are no moose where you are? No, we don't have any moose here. None? None. No elk? No elk. Just whitetails, turkeys, and what else? Whitetails, turkeys, coyotes, fox, rabbit. Um, if we want pheasants, we got to go more or less find one of those pheasant farms. Um, woodchucks, crows. Just smaller critter animals like that, skunks, possums. <laughs> well, it sounds like a, pl- a plethora of uh, yeah, game bag there. Of, I mean, plenty of stuff. Up. What about beavers? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of guys trap beavers in this area. Muskrat? Yep. Nutrias? Not sure on those. Oh, okay. What, what poisonous snakes do you have up there? Um, Other than water snakes? <laughs> Garden Genus snakes. and species, please. Genus and species. Like, <laughs> we don't really have poisonous snakes up here because of the climate changes. No copperheads? I mean, come on. Copperheads live in cold stuff. I don't know. Oh, I like you guys keep those. Oh, no. We don't, we don't even <laughs> no, have them down have this em. far south. I mean, they're northern Florida, but not really too much around here. But uh, it sounds like you got a handful up there. Uh, you only got a short window to get out there and do your – how long is your hunting season up there when it comes to, to deer? Um, the bow season opens October 1st. It runs for a month and a half. Then the Saturday before Thanksgiving, shotgun slash rifle opens up. That's for three weeks, and then we get, say, 10 days of bow muzzleloader at the end, and that runs till the middle of December. Wow. How, how's your tagging system or lottery? Do you have to you know draw tags? No, we just go and say the area that we want. And for bow season, we get the buck and two doe. Then on November 1st, we can go get two more doe tags. And then come gun season, we'll get another buck and more doe tags. So throughout the season, you get seven to nine tags a year per person. Right. <clears throat> well, I know it sounds like uh, an adventure up there when it comes to getting out in those north uh, woods up there. And I've never really hunted in that section of the country ever. 
I've always have you ever hunted in a village? I've never been uh, outside the in the village to go and hunt. I've never done that unless you count loots or land of lakes, but uh, any of that other stuff up there. It's always interesting to see how people do it up there, and I'm always amazed to hear. And I'm sure that they are down here when we say that our deer season starts in July, <laughs> and they go July, and you go, when does it end? You go, well, it's still going on right now, all the way through. Uh, but we got uh, the middle of this month, I think, and then small game runs all the way through till March, right? So, yeah. and then we jump right into turkey season. So it's it never really does stop in the state of Florida, and and to hear these guys go, well, you know, we got a month and a half of this, and then two weeks of that, and it's like, dude, we we starting into like months. You got gator <laughs> but, season starting in August, and yeah. then at the end of October, gator season, everything else. So uh, it's all good. Well, listen, Dan, you're doing a great job up there. We appreciate all you do for the youth out there, and don't be afraid to call us again, okay? All right, thank you. We'll try to get some people. Now, I got one. It's DC Outdoors. It's a group. Is that you? That's him. That's you? Yeah. Okay, and then what's the other one again? What's the one for the kids? It's Hunters of Tomorrow. Okay, and uh, that's just for anybody can use that? or Yeah, yeah, anybody. I have it set up to where... Anybody can post. Anybody can ask questions. Pretty much anybody can go on there and do what they want to and use it as it's their own page. Well, that's pretty cool. I was going to ask yeah. you, though, uh, do you get any grief from the other side when you put up pictures of kids out there with their uh, with their uh, game? No. No, I, I keep it clean. I keep it to where there's no shaming on each other. You know, there's no talking nasty towards each other and I haven't had any issues yet as far as blocking anybody, deleting anybody. Just well, try to keep it encouraging. Well, that's good. I mean, because we have to put up with that. And, then, of course, Dean Frazier would just be on there beating up everybody. So <laughs> that's what he lives for. He lives for when the aunties post something on there and then he gets all over Dude, him like a wolf. heart racing. Yeah, it gets on him like a wolf. Well, Dan, thank you so much for the call, man. Stay warm up there, okay? All right, thank you, sir. See you, Dan. Be good. We'll we'll talk to you soon. Dan up there with uh, DC Outdoors up in upstate New York. That's all I'm going to call it because I can't remember if it's a a village or a town or having trouble with the phone there. I got it. I got it. I got this. I got this. So, Justin, you're awful quiet over there. He's he's waiting for his... uh, He's trying to run the show. That's all. (laughs) He's trying to run the show. (laughs) I hear him over here. If you let Braden go, he would have dragged that poor guy into like the next six segments of his life. And that poor guy has no idea. No idea how radio works whatsoever. So he would have just stayed on the phone being polite, answering questions about village people and, and all sorts of nonsense. And <laughs> I was just trying to communicate to Braden. Let's wrap her up. And, and then, of course, he had hung up going, those guys are a bunch of idiots down there in Florida, man. <laughs> 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 you guys are right. They were asking me things about snakes and stuff. I have no idea what the heck that's got to do. Uh, but you know what? I wanted to bring up the fact that, uh, speaking to the youth, we, we uh, announced it last weekend. Uh, the date for the uh, Panfish Challenge is going to be on June 15th. If you'd like more information or to register for a cabin or a rent a boat or a pontoon boat or anything like that, uh, you want to go on to uh, panavistalodge.com and uh, talk to Mr. Jim Veal up there. It's going to be a good time had by all. Kids are going to be out there fishing, running around, having a good old time. We got lots of prizes lined up. I know that. Uh, um, we got more money to give away this year and it's going to be just like, kind of like last year. We, we, uh, haven't come up with a fixed price, I guess for, uh, per boat. 
I don't know if it's 25 or 35, but um, it's going to be – doesn't matter what size boat you have. I know Bill George showed up with some ginormous uh, 25-foot offshore bayliner or something one year. Twin engines on the back were like, you're going to run that Lake Panasonic? <laughs> what, are you going to be digging canals for us out here? I don't know. I, I know a good nautic star that would go out there really nice. Well, you run some fresh water through that engine, Jim. Get it uh, cleaned out a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I've never had it in fresh water. Well, it'll be fine. I won't be afraid to go out there and do some of that. We should put together the dream team. Uh, You know, it's funny. You can put a saltwater boat in fresh water, but you take a freshwater boat and put it in saltwater, and it pretty much falls apart. It's done. (laughs) (laughs) It pretty much falls apart. But uh, anybody can come out, kids of all ages. It doesn't matter. Uh, If you think they can go out there and fish, it could be a three-year-old. Bring your grandkids. Do whatever you want. Uh, Cane pole, spinner rod, whatever. It's all going to be good. Uh, last year, I know we gave away about 150 rod real combos to all the kids out there. And then uh, every kid walked away with about $40 worth of free stuff. So um, for your $25 investment or $35 investment to get out and go fish, those kids are going to walk away with a ton of stuff. I think that would be a fun members. time. Yeah, we'll tell you more about it when we get closer. But right now, we got to take a quick break. Stay with us. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford.